Well, Jay, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a little cooped up here. It's time. Uh, it's time for a move. I think get some uh, some space, some bigger yard, that kind of thing. What do you think? You are really gonna move, but like that's like that's a big deal. Like you can't do it that. It is a big deal. You're, you're scared to even leave your living room. <laughs> it's a. It seem what seems like a big deal moving isn't when you use the right people. You can use these sell your own home situations where you're you're bartering with a guy in your driveway for 45 minutes and you end up selling for $3 or you can use a professional that makes moving actually simple. Who are we going to use? But the problem is obviously Tom, but my worry is like you're so far, you're in Orleans. Tom will come to Orleans, he'll go to Russell, he'll go to Clarence Creek, he'll go to west of the Westie Village, wherever it is out there. <laughs> he'll go anywhere for you and make that experience that you were talking about of nervous or a lot of work, make it seem like nothing. Bastion and Ferguson will literally smooth out the easiest move of your life. Wow, even in Orleans, I just can't get over that. Yeah, once you hit 10th line, 11th line, 14th line, he's still coming. He's driving in his brand new Dodge Caravan, carries his family around in, will sell your home. That's what I'm looking for, an easy ride with Bastion and Ferguson. Look them up, he's gonna sell you quick and easy. Welcome to the Sagar Snobs special episode where we pick up where we left off about the top 10 men and top 10 women soccer players to ever come out of Ottawa. Now, this list is quite controversial and we want it to be in terms of your feedback on social media. Do you agree, disagree, who should be in, who shouldn't be in? That's up to you. Join social media. Help us out. Now, men. We'll start with the men. The first one I'm going to throw to you guys, it's just, is it even worth talking about, Jonathan David? I've, I think, like, everybody knows. It was a no-brainer. Some people actually wrote in to say, where is he? And it was weird. Had to tell them it's such a no-brainer. So, I don't know. The guy is already arguably the top of this list, and he's only going to get better. It's just too easy. It, this is very difficult to do, but this was the easiest thing, I thought. Yeah, it was too easy. I totally agree. He's just in a different class by himself, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's no point saying he scored this many goals in Europe. No, he's number one. Everybody knows Jonathan David. If you don't, then turn this off. You, I <laughs> yeah. don't want you listening to the show. I love that perspective, yeah. yeah. So number two, again, probably for the older generations, maybe the new school kids right now won't know this guy, but if you don't, look him up. He's a Canadian legend. 
Lyndon Hooper. I grew up watching this guy. Like this guy was, uh, you know, just controlled the middle of the field everywhere. He was just, he was just on the ball. He was like a, a player. He should be playing now as opposed to the old mm. school mm-hmm. Canadian way of bashing it forward to Garrett Cush or whatever. I don't know if you guys remember that <laughs> game. Like, you know, Hooper could actually play soccer when soccer wasn't in Canada. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. great, great call. Too many caps. Like just a, just a complete legend from the city. Wonder, wonderful player. Wonderful player. I don't have much to add. Just how bad was Garrett Cush, by the way? Like, how on earth does that guy have caps? Like, I know. And Eddie does massive, massive striker, and just like, like loft it up to him as much as, as much as you can. Like, just no thought into it, right? No. Yeah. I feel I'm like it, scared. He hears this now. Like, he was really big and scary. Like, uh, if he's in Ottawa, he's looking you up. <laughs> Yeah. So Hooper, Jay, any thoughts? Did you ever see a play against him or play near him or? No, no. But watched him. Like definitely watched him. Like you guys. And uh, I mean, he he was a standout because I knew he was from Ottawa. But I mean, he has to be on that list. But I always thought this list, not to ruin it, I always thought this list was just guys who just kind of like we're local state local maybe oh. made a little bit but like because that's yeah. why josh david's not on there but like Lyndon yeah. pretty much made it like he had so many caps for canada i don't know if he played professionally but like what Intrepid yeah that was my question to you like i you know again being a podcast research would have been awesome but like I didn't look up where did who did hooper ever play anywhere beyond like the blizzard and the like did he ever go beyond the cpl or cs whatever has a couple stories like where he just tried or something you know like we all know guys who did you know what i mean like justin dasa like went to like what was it birmingham or (laughs) uh, some some trial somewhere even i think it might be even lester but um but like so everyone has their own little yeah. story where they had a little trial. I'm sure he did. He was too but, good not to Yeah, but you must think have. like a guy with a million caps and like, you know, World Cup, like you'd think he would have been or maybe he didn't want to go and play in lower league and in whatever, but anyway. Yeah. I've got uh I did look it up real quick. Birmingham City five games. Okay, wow. there you go. Yeah. yeah. So it was basically all like Canadian League and uh he started uh, in the with the impact, probably A League and ASL and all that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I, I guess that was his little jaunt overseas. Yeah, I guess the CSL back then yeah. was like, you know, completely yeah. higher, different level than the CPL is now. Like there was like real pros in there, right? Like that was like the real deal. Yeah, well, the national team guys went there, like there because there wasn't uh, an MLS yeah. at the day, so that was the North American <laughs> top for Canadians for sure. Like there were big guys, Justin Fashion who came and played in that. Like there was, uh, like my cousin Jerry was in that league. Jerry Gray, he was a Canadian international forever. Like so, there was definitely a lot of talent in it for sure. Remember John Catliff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he was there at the time. Crazy. All right, so those three, like, uh, well. No, three coming up. Lloyd Barker. He's in that, I think, realm that Jay was talking about. Like, he had made it. He'd played it. He'd done it. Like, it's not real. Like, there's that three and then a bit of a a dip in terms of, like, you know, total professionals. So, Lloyd Barker. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to, like, create the first bit of controversy. I thought we switched Lloyd to four as some of them. Yes, we did. Yeah. We did. And you know why? 
because Eddie Edward, former guest, he's yeah. in that realm of like when you're a ten year pro, you don't like there's no question. You, you last it. You you were good enough to last that long to continue to get contracts. Like that speaks that speaks volumes. This I think what people if, if anybody of our three fans comment on social media, they're gonna want to know like criteria and all that. Every right to like you said, Jay, like you thought it was maybe not these guys. It was yeah. more the local legends and stuff. If we turn it into just a try to do the top ten and and get slaughtered for it, I think we i don't know at least i would value those who have a long pro career like to last that grind out like that's a big big thing to me yeah, yeah. you have to be talented for multiple yeah. people to continue to give you money yeah yeah well yeah. that's that's yeah that's kind of like how's this for a question then like what if a guy you know like um somebody goes and plays for a you know, like a Martin John, for example, he went and played in Cardiff. That's like mm. a higher level than probably everyone on this list other than David. Yeah. But if you do that one year, yeah. as opposed to an yeah. Eddie career for 10 years, what's more valuable? One yeah. year at like a super high level or 10 as a real career? Like that's, that's the question. question. It's it a, a great, great question. question. You, know, you know what my answer would be? To me, it speaks volumes for... Um, the personality of the person like potentially i mean everybody has different reasons in martin's case he, he played one game for cardiff it shows his potential but he couldn't keep his potential going potentially potentially potential <laughs> jesus this is a disaster podcast right now no he like his potential was there but he couldn't sustain it whereas eddie sustained it and i i think in a lot of cases that has to win out even though yeah, but then you have Mark's question, the famous question where it's like, who would you pick to save your life to win that game? Yeah, so, that's a great... But, or maybe we should say over 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, who But you, you know pick? what? But maybe. But my answer to that question actually would be, if it's to save my life, I pick Eddie because Martin John might not come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Trey, he like, would, I, yeah, he'll stroll in. Yeah, Eddie's prepared. He's Eddie's. Like, Eddie's, I'm playing this game for Steve's life. Like, if he thinks of my kids, my wife, like my mom, yeah. Martin John's like, did he tie his shoes that day? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Okay, what, yeah, what if we said to save your life, you need uh, a certain amount of money in an account and you have 10 years to make that money. Which player makes you oh, the, the most? most? Yeah, that's a good question too. And so it's over time who gets paid to play, like who just graphs and just works. Yeah, a who's point. a real pro? It's successful. Yeah, it's a good point because you. Yeah, you, that's right. Your it's your retirement savings or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Great. That's yeah. a great question too. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know, Mark. Just like, do we want to give? I think we kind of reached consensus. The top five we thought was pretty solid. Yeah. So we got Jonathan David, Lyndon Hooper, Eddie Edward is three, Lloyd Barker is four. Yeah, MLS Lyndon, played. We, he played MLS like that guy. That guy played high levels. Like we yeah. forgot him before. Yeah, yeah. So he's. I always thought he's from Montreal. That's why. But he, he too he actually. Confed, I think he went to yeah. Confed. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, I know a lot of the old school guys were when we asked this question weeks ago. They absolutely like he was flying all over. Like this guy yeah. was a different yeah. level for sure. Yeah. 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 So that's uh, that's good. And then number five is one probably. Again, kind of like in the Mahir situation where 
not a lot of people will have heard of him because he wasn't here long enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I find those are the kind of guys that slip through the cracks of like Ottawa yeah. legends. But Chris Twardek, did yeah. I say that right? I think so, yeah. 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 I mean, this guy went, where did he sign? He played, I know he played for Millwall for a year on loan. Mm-hmm. Czech national team, I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, this yeah. guy, and now he's playing for Bohemians. He just played in the Europa League uh, yeah. two weeks ago, had two assists, I think, or uh, yeah. in one of the games. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but you could be the greatest player winning a Ontario Cup and a national title here in Canada. But if you're playing in the Europa League yeah. and you're you're playing for Millwall, like you're at a different stratosphere than that. And that's Chris mm-hmm. Twardek. Yeah. Agreed. Did, did you see him, Jay, when he was younger? No, no, that's how, like, he went early days, like, yeah. but I think 14, 15, like, he started making moves and stuff like that, like, uh, I don't know, I've never seen him, like, live. Where did he come out of? Was he an OSU? OSU? Yeah, he yeah. was an OSU kid, yeah, and, and then, like, he's arguably their best produced product, like, that guy is, that guy is some player. I think, I think he's a for sure five, I think Bohemians is a very good level of soccer, we're not talking about you know some six division team somewhere he's he's doing well he's there he's young still like like if he does well at bohemians he might make a move somewhere he could end up arguably jumping the list at this point i think we have him at a good place at five um and i agree with your point mark bang on like i think anybody who is gonna slaughter this list and i I really hope people do i love these debates you gotta put him in there like just because you don't know him or you didn't see him he has to be up there from what he's i've I've been live to a Bohemians Champions League game against um, a Norwegian. Wow. What name a Norwegian top team? I forget the team. It was uh, anyway. Rosenberg. And, Rosenberg. Yeah, with Rosenberg and uh, Bohemians like have a massive following, and they're always in cha- like typically yeah. in Champions League or Europa League because yeah, they're always yeah, top yeah. yeah, you know so, what I learned through Championship Manager, Football Manager, Bohemians is actually a part-time club. It's not even a full-time club. No, yeah, they're that's part-timers, yeah. All the clubs in Ireland are. Yeah. Wow. Except for one or two, but they're... Maybe uh, Dundalk now, or... or Shamrock or Rovers? Sh- yeah. I don't know. I think they're all, like... Part-timers, much, yeah. Wow. Their coaches, remember, their coaches don't get paid. You know what? That's, like, <laughs> another topic, but they're, like, over... Like, they're overachieving. Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, okay keep going. Okay. So, so let's say like top five and then there's an underline, right? It's like we, we're solid on these five. Yeah, we're 100% solid on these five. And I'm solid on this six. And this is new. Like we changed this right up until the last second before Jay's fingers counted down from five. <laughs> Change way, by the way. It wasn't like five, then the thumb goes away. Then like, the, yeah. like it, it went like it went random. Five and then the pinky there's went no. and then the ring. It was weird. That's how, that's how you do a three. In time is it my threes like this? Yeah, Me too. because that's because uh, deaf people do it like this because the way you do a three is six. Ah, <laughs> it out there. Jay, I really, I, I don't know. You, you change my life every day in a weird, strange way. I really enjoy it. I'm glad, Mark. I'm glad. Number six, I think, is on the same level. Close anyway, as the people are dying. You're like, say it. Yeah, yeah. Just say it. Havel Kankura. Okay. I 
played with him since I was, you know, very young. And he was playing two years up. Like we were U16 and he was a U14. And to play two years up and still be like one of the best players every year, that's not easy. And to go and play in, in Czech, you know, like a true professional teams in Czech, like Czech Republic's a big country of soccer. Like it's not, you know, it's not uh, Malta, mm-hmm. you know. It, this is the real deal. And <clears throat> I don't know. I rated him so highly. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people who played against him hate him. He was a, you know, a huge pain in the apple tree on the field. But, um, <laughs> you know, anyway, that's my, my six. That's a hard six for me. And like, you know, potential climb. But anyway, what do you guys think? Have you played? Uh, how often have you seen him? I, I remember him playing like uh, men's premier and stuff like that. And uh, him coming, he was young and he was very tough to deal with very like very like direct with his dribbles and like very always attacking minded and very quick and sharp and very aggressive i do like him i'm torn like i i'm like i'm a huge mahir fan too and so like i just uh, when you say okay it goes down to who would you pick to save your life i know mahir's just crafty and just super super intelligent and calm and will win you some games but I, to win my life, Pavel, I actually think he would die to win the game. Yeah. So I don't, like, I, that's where I'm like torn. I hate yeah. the question because it's so good. It gets right to the heart of it. I don't know yeah. what you think. It's like, I, 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 I would, the only disagreement I'd have with Mark, I, I go a hard five. And this is where I, there's the margins are so fine. I want to cop out all the time when pe- if people are going to argue, but I'll, I'll stick with them at six. I agree with Jay. Men's Prem, when I saw him, it was like, I mean, he was with men and he was probably the same thing, Mark, like 16 and yeah. just a hard, hard, hard dribbler. I don't know if that makes sense, yeah. but it, it, it's such a good adjective, Jay. Like he just was d- just direct and right at you. And then and defenders yeah. were just like, what the heck is this kid doing? And like, yeah. he was solid on the ball. And I agree. I, I think that guy would die on the field for me, like for my life. And that's, yeah. that's a it big thing sucks. to say. Yeah, it sucks the way it ended for him. It's a really weird story. Like, he was, you know, playing in Czech pro, this, that, whatever. He came back for a little bit, and he got a full ride to a D1 school. And, yeah, uh, Liberty. And, Liberty. Yeah, and uh, I don't know where that is. Is that Virginia or something? I, I think so, but I'm making yeah. that up. But it was somewhere there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he dominated there. Like, he was, mm-hmm. like, uh, all, mm-hmm. you know, like, he was, he was at a flying. And then... He was uh, staying one summer playing PDL out there and, you know, looking to push on his career. And he was riding a moped on the street and got hit by a car. What? And, tore, and that's, how, that's how his knee problem started. His what? knee shredded wow. and he was never the same. Remember when we tried to get him out to PDL? Like yeah. three years in a row and every yeah. time he's like my knee and like he would come, he would be brilliant. And yeah. then he'd be like, he'd just disappear. Like and he would tell him, he's like my knee. It's just... And it never was the same. And he never, ever, ever played at a good level again because of that. Wow. Oh, moped? I had no idea. Yeah. Like, I want to see episode two of the documentary. You just put it in my <laughs> like, <laughs> such a good like I'm like going on Netflix right now. Yes. Like, where's episode two? Like, oh my what happened God. when he got home from the hospital? <laughs> I want to see it behind the yeah. scenes. Oh, my yeah. God. Brutal, eh? I know. So that's, uh, well done, Mark. Wow. Yeah, that's why uh, 
I, I remember we were, um, we trained once. Remember at, with PDL, we never had a field. Yeah. So we went to Terry Fox and the fence was like 64 feet high and we had to climb that and jump down and we had him out there and I wanted to bring him on my back because I was scared he was going to injure, like <laughs> aggravate his knee. I don't know. I, I'll never forget that because I, I was why, so worried. Why for didn't him. we have a field? We were PDL. Now, now you're making me mad. You did that on purpose. Why were we training preseason? Why were we on the turf somewhere? Why did someone do that? Because it was a it was a it was a notorious fury problem in the day. They were a new club, and all the other clubs had their like districts or regions, and they had all the pitches. And fury were just like nomads, beggars, and choosers. I remember training we, my team and for like a year beside my manager, Paul Rigby's house. Cause we didn't have a field. It was just a nice well, piece of grass. Remember we, we were training, like people started coming in from out of town. Like mm-hmm. after we put on like full recruiting mode, yeah. you're going to have the bet. This is like set up to NASL blow. <laughs> and then we trained in the outfield of a baseball diamond. Yes. Do you remember that? Park. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and then the oh. one time when, Andrew Rigby came. We were training. I don't know where it was, but we were in like a forest. Remember, we were behind like all these yeah. trees, and you were I throwing know. balls at him. Like that was Lake. That was Lake. Oh my god! Can who you believe that? that was Lake? Like whoever? Why did anybody ever play? Like we're idiots. Yeah. Can we uh, actually? We you know we were so bad at this. We didn't even say who won the viewers portion of the top ten for the men. <clears throat> well, well, I was saving it. Okay, sorry. Because of the slide he had made down our yeah, top 10 list. Yeah. Okay, go, because he's next, right? So Pavel is is at uh, six. Now, number seven, Mahir H. Um, had zero. Okay, yeah. Mahir, you all remember him from our, uh, our poll. He won the poll, okay, for the best player in Ottawa, but he slid down to seventh on our list. Why is that Stephen O'Kane? Why'd you have to start with me? Um, (laughs) I uh, like I said, the five are solid for me. You made a great point with Pavel earlier. I don't don't think you said it, but he was six or seven years playing at a high level of check. So then you go me here. I think if I say why I dropped him from one, it's he played at a very good level there. He did a really good job, of course. Like. So he meets that criteria. He was such a game breaker. I loved him here. I thought his ability to change a game was maybe, maybe top of the list other than like Jonathan David, as far as like a total game breaker. Um, it's so, I hate saying it. Cause like, who am I to say this? But I think he played mainly on the second team of Jan Regensburg. Whereas these guys were at a, a top team for a lot longer. Um, that's the only reason. But again, I think you would. I think you would admit that and be fair with that. I, I, for sure. I would, yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's. I'm not really worried about offending him. I just like. I don't know. Once you get into these lists, it starts to get like almost personal in a way. Like, and I really respect him, and I know what he's done. So it's. I mean, I don't think it's like. Oh my God, you're only seven now. Like. Uh, yeah. it's, still an, it's still an honor for sure yeah exactly being on this list no matter if we slate you or not or bring down some whatever it's still you're in the top 10 in the history yeah. of ottawa soccer players like yeah yeah these that. are these are fine yeah. margins and very like uh, very arbitrary decisions and stuff but it's but i, I think i i feel comfortable with where we are right jay i i 
same thing. I loved him watching him uh, grow up and improve. I coached him in his pivotal years, and uh, he's just such a smart player, so crafty, such a little bastard to play against. And but what it comes down to why he's one less than uh, Pavel is, like I said, Pavel will die in the field. I think Mahir would, but. I don't think he would die for me. <laughs> so personal. It's I like, know. And your oh. face, your face, it's like, it's like it actually happened and you were so gutted. Like, what a reaction from you. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think it's just so close though, but I just think I've seen Pavel just yeah. die on the field. Yeah. And maybe yeah. just maybe, maybe Mahir's just too smart. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, that's so true. So now we're going to jump to number eight. Okay, number eight, Louis Legakis. And again, you guys know him better than I do. I know him from just seeing him, watching him, playing against him a few times. But, like, he's the kind of guy that when you watched play or played against, say to yourself, why the hell are you here? Mm-hmm. That was, that's the way I look at it. Like, why are you here? Why aren't you somewhere else mm-hmm. playing at a better well, level? That's the did, way I did, always looked at he it. He did go to Greece. For um, longer. Go go yeah. play and use this talent. Stop making me look stupid on Tuesday, Thursday. Go play somewhere else. <laughs> Such a good one, that. Yeah. Well done. I, for me, the best story is when we we're in Algonquin Nationals and, you know, the physio came in. He had to do a test in, in, in the, the weight room of the hotel we were at in Vancouver. And uh, the physio was, like, very – he was he played by the rules. Um, and he was excellent. I forget his name, but he was fantastic. And he – he goes, look, if Louis's not fit, I can't let him play. Like, I, I can't risk him getting injury for life. And we're like, fair enough. I'm like, Louis, you hurt? He's like, well, he's okay. And so he jogged on the treadmill, did all these tests, everything, smiling, laughing, whatever. I'm like, oh, my God. I go back in the hotel room with Steve. I'm like, Steve, it looks great. And Steve's, like, doing all the planning. I'm like, he really? He's like, I'm like, I'm telling you, like, he can play. We find out after he wins national final, scoring two goals in the final, yeah. he had a broken foot. Yeah. Like, he, he, the physio was manipulating. He had a broken foot. He was running on the treadmill. He played the game. He scored a, off a corner Yeah, with a broken foot. And I'm like, he, I know he would die. And now yeah. I know that, that's, that's proof. Like, that's hard to do. Win a national final. I know it's college. You can argue and debate between university and stuff. But it, it was a high level. And it was a tough, tough final. And uh, he was fantastic. And he's won nationals with St. Anthony's, too. Yeah. Jay, I'm glad you brought that story up. I think that's a good story to bring up for Louis because I think the people who would maybe disagree with Louis being on here don't know quite how steely his personality is that way. I think that is very underrated from him because he's he's a good joker, he's a clown, he's part of the group, the guys, he wants to make people laugh. But like that's a great story. It He did play on a broken foot. I mean, isn't it like that hockey player from the Leafs who everybody talks about 40 years later playing on a broken foot or leg and he won the Stanley Cup? Like, yeah, you know, Louis's not a hero, but he like like that was like that shows his uh, his grit, his determination. And I agree with you when he's on the field, he will die for you. And being a flair player, people don't think that. That's probably what where we knock me here. But he's a bit more of a flair player, and we think would he die? Louis would like that's impressive. Louis Louis won two national titles, not just one, and he didn't just win the two national titles. Like he was he was the key guy. Like he scored the winning penalty in the first one and. You know, I know it's a penalty, but he also dragged the team there, and he he did it again in 2006. Um, it's a tough one because the next guy on the list, I I wouldn't make a big argument, could be ahead of him. 
and I love Louis. I've argued uh, in parking lots when I'm drinking beers with guys that he was the best. Or I've just seen a lot of him, and and, and he's his and, and his talent is amazing. Like this guy got transferred in Greece. I think it was like 15 grand. It's not that much. He's not Jonathan David, but one club paid money to get him over there. Like that's that speaks volumes. He did play in Greece for a couple years, so I think Mark, what you're getting at is he probably. Like it's a real tough thing to say. He probably didn't fulfill his potential. Yeah, no, I like, could see that for sure. That's hard. Like, but his his ceiling was high. Oh, that's he, what I mean. Like, you know what yeah. separates him from other players too? Like, he was very entertaining to watch. Like, I asked Patrice, nah. who's your favorite player to watch in Ottawa? Like, all all time college. You know, we went to pro- like Louis. Louis. Yeah, just entertained her. She she just like the average person watching. She just enjoyed watching him. It was art when he played. Like even now. He's showing Luca. My son moves after like a Falcons game or something, and Luca's trying them. Like he's he's entertaining. Yeah. He also, you know what it is? It's what we tell our players at youth right now. He actually enjoys soccer. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Some people play mm-hmm. and like you feel like, are you even having fun? Yeah. But yeah. like Louis, just like smile on the face. He enjoyed every yeah. second he was on the field. So true. That's Do you know what? Like. We need to write his biography because like this is some good, like this is solid stuff about him. I think Jay, you should pen it, and we're like co-authors because everything you guys are bringing up is making me smile. Yeah, I'm a big Louis fan. Yeah, he's a yeah, like so top top player. We're gonna jump to the next one, which you know this is a, this was a tight one, but Abe Osman. I mean, the guy's still playing at like a, you know, at a level that people are like, oh, when they see him come on the field, they're like, seriously, like, I, you know, Abe Osman, you know, a, a local Ottawa guy just been scoring goals and dominating the leagues around here for a million years. Yeah. Is this why he's not higher on the list? Because did he ever... I don't know. Did he ever go anywhere? Did he ever go to Europe? Did he ever jump in? I know he played yeah. Wizards for a couple of years. Let me take years. this. Let me take this. I got to get this out. I got a couple things. Sorry. I don't want to take over the show. Yeah, yeah. He did. He played a year in Turkey. I don't know why it wasn't longer. So he's in the Louis mode of could have played longer, should have played longer. I think that's why we've knocked him down the list. He is a tough, tough one for me. I would say, in my opinion, the toughest one of I could have shot him up this list like three, four, five places in my opinion of him. I have a hard time between picking Louis over him or him over Louis. That's like, and it's very personal for me because I know both those two. Um, I was talking to Alan Papazzi, another local legend around here. He's from Kingston. That's why he has no shot at this list. And anybody from Kingston, we don't want them anywhere near this list. There's just garbage over there. Anyway, he made a good point of, of what's your criteria. You know, do you put someone high on the list because they played sixth division in Europe somewhere and maybe didn't affect things in games? Or do you put someone like Abe who's won everything, not just everything in Ottawa, not just Ontario cups and national titles in a men's league. Like he won with wizards. He dominated with wizards. He won player of the year, top goal scorer, most assists. And he was the player in that league. And that Turkish owner was bringing in guys left, right and center. Like he's the man city owner. And Abe was still the guy, still the man, just constant, you know, like, That's a Wizards team was ridiculous. Ridiculous. And then he went to that St. Anthony's team, which took a lot of those Wizards, and they didn't just win the Ontario Cup. Like they won the Canada Cup against A League teams. Like, yeah. And Abe did that. And and when Potsy told me that, I thought, oh, that is a solid point on our list. Like, you know, it all comes down to criteria and stuff. And the sneaky thing, last thing I'll say, and I'll stop my rant here, like, is 
I have a sneaky, like, I don't know, it's just my opinion. I, I almost feel like Abe Osman could have been Jonathan David before Jonathan David was Jonathan David, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, if Abe Osman somehow did, I know he went and did a year, so it's kind of saying, well, there was his chance, Steve. But he could, like, he's that good. He could have been the guy who, if he slipped in somewhere or had some better advice or an agent, and he could have been that guy. Like, that guy has, what doesn't he have? He has every, he's intelligent. He's, he's, he's fast or he was he's it's it's a he's a tough one for me a real tough one and at nine it, we could be doing him a big disservice i think i'll put him there anyways I, i'm rambling but what do you guys think like, he's a tough one for me i, I completely agree i think he had the potential to be a top 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 player um abroad and i think yeah. that's why we have to knock him down those other guys did like yeah Who's better, him or Eddie? I mean, different positions. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he got it like that. Well, that's what we liked about Eddie. That's why he's up there. Ten years professional, like that yeah. counts. That has to count. It has to count. For for it yeah. does. You know I mean? But Abe performed in Ottawa and in Canada for the same amount of time. He yeah. just needed that extra push to take him yeah. higher. Yeah. And this, that transitions to our next yeah. uh, go, number go. 10 really well because I don't know who to even say right now <laughs> because if we're going off this pro career yeah. or yeah. – well, anyway, so I'm going to name both of them and okay. I'm going to ask which one you guys want as oh, 10. Nice. So oh. we, now we have Freddie Jewett versus Jamar Dixon. Okay, so Freddie – I mean, nobody will know Freddie unless you played of a certain yeah. era. But yeah. Freddie played, I mean, he was the same as, a, as an Abe type guy. Like he won national title with Laurentian, you know, university. Yeah. Played the, uh, in the CSL with the Intrepid when he was younger too, right? So he was playing yeah. with all these old pros and everything. Like the guy, and even up until he was about 42 years old, was still impacting the Ontario Cup premier level. Like the guy's got to be one of the best ever to, to play in Ottawa versus a Jamar Dixon who's still playing pro in the CPL right now. Like who's like we were saying before we went on air, like he just gets contract after contract. And that has to say something, whether you really rate him or not. So I'm going to start with Jay this time. Mm -hmm. Who do you put as number 10, Jay? Oh God, such a good question. And you can have a tie at 10. I know it's it's like kissing your sister, but <laughs> I'm going to use uh, your your saying with again lovable losers, Jay. You don't I want know. your Canadian pick somebody. Yeah. Okay, if I had to pick between those two, okay, if they're both in their prime, I pick Freddie Jewett. And I mean, Jamar's obviously done well. I probably know more about his dad playing. I thought his dad was a fantastic player yeah. uh, for the Rockers. Um, yeah. But. Uh, from what I've seen for Jamar, oh, it's just solid. Just, you know, just makes the least amount of mistakes. Yeah. Um, you could argue Freddie did similar, but Freddie impacted a game more. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Jay. I'm like, it's the same thing. Like, I'm feeling like every decision I make, I'm questioning it immediately. I, maybe it's because we're older now and, and we know Freddie. I would agree with the impacting of the game. I think Freddie's like a six and eight in that middle who he just got on the ball and he was the worst bastard in the world to try and get it from. He didn't lose it. 
Like he was, it was, it was so infuriating to play against him. And I remember that. So maybe I have that personal feeling. I think Jamar doesn't get enough love as a pro and for what he does as a pro. I think he's, he reminds me a lot in a way of, of Gini Wijnaldum from Liverpool where like, it's almost like you have to be a soccer snob. You have to be someone who looks at the game and says, okay, what he's doing isn't flashy, but he's covering that ground and he's allowing others to shine. And he's, he's a piano mover and, and he's a great piano mover and he does his stuff. That's not to say he doesn't have talent technique. He does for sure. He scores some goals, but just like Wijnaldum, but he's, he probably doesn't get rated high enough because he does so many good things. And to your point, Jay, like he doesn't make mistakes and that's high. Like that's high. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to rip into a few honorable mentions. Okay. So that's the top 10 honorable mentions close one. I'll give each of you one or two, whatever. Yeah. But I want to rip one out and I don't know if it's because he's a friend of mine or whatever, but, and he, I don't, he never played pro, I don't think. But anyway, Declan Bonner, to me, is as close to a, a guy on this list as you can get just from sheer just dominance of the game. Like, I, I just, when I, whenever I was walking on the field and he was with me, I was like, I, I, I felt 10 feet tall. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, he's with me. That's my one. My other one, and I still, and I'll argue to the death on this guy. He could have played pro. I know he could have played pro. And you're both going to maybe say no. I think Dan Deganuti, if he left at the right time, left foot as a left back, an attacking left back now, like he was, uh, that guy to me was the best, one of the, like I would say one of the, one of the top three players I ever played with by far when he won. I agree, I agree with both. I played with Declan one year at Carlton. Um, with a, a, like the worst coach in the world we all know of, and Declan still performed and um, uh, under those constraints of like not even well, actually we weren't even playing soccer, playing rugby I think, but and he he was a, a fantastic performer and like just great captain leader and everything humble. And um, Deganuti by for sure in today's game he would definitely. He he's relevant. Like he, the way he makes his overlapping runs, he can score. Yeah. He can cross the ball. He's calm. He's so smart on the ball, yeah. and he's a he can, he's a prick on the field, which I love. And he's just like he's a winner. He finds a way to win. Yeah, it's yeah. a good call. Dig Diganuti is a winner. He is, and yeah. I like I said on the other show, he's so like he walks on air. He's like he's like he's on that runway escalator that you stand on and it makes you go faster and like you don't see his feet don't move yeah. he's just gliding yeah. and yeah. and he's I, I think he's i always used to look at him like he's so like cool and suave and just like in control <laughs> of everything he's doing like and i was like a year younger i don't like oh my god do i have a man crush on him he's believable and i would Declan, love to compare your picture your grade nine picture with his <laughs> Oh, it's not. That night would be and, a fun game. Oh my god! Like, there's not even a compare. I'd have grass stains on jogging pants, and he'd be in like an Armani suit, like and hundred percent with like Paolo Maldini would be in the photo with him. Like they're just palling around. Yeah, like he's just that level of like he's another. He transcends. Like he'd be like a Beckham almost. He's so like he transcends his sport, Dan. Yeah. And Declan, Declan's almost mythical to me. Like. 
I remember playing. He's like Paul Bunyan. I remember. And the more I remember, it's like he just he was even better. Like that guy was a beast. Like yeah. you're right. And I and I I might. It's just a real tough one for me because I'm a James McMillan fan to like to the death. Like I'll have his autograph picture in my like like when I'm dead. But Declan just had that bit more ability as well and game changingness. Like oof, what a player. Okay, so I'm going to throw it to Steve back. Now, who's your honorable mention? Okay, for me, Marco Natoli. He was really high on almost winning this. Um, he's another one like Abe where I really debate. I could shoot him up a bit. Um, I, this is a compliment. I hope if he's listening, he takes it as a compliment I, and, and others take it as a compliment as it should be. It's almost like Marco Natoli is that like, basketball legend from a city. Like He plays on the streets of New York at like Rucker Park and people like love him but he didn't play NBA, but NBA stars are like, that guy was sick. That guy could have been here. Like, I think that's how I look at Mark Natoli and, and it, that's a compliment. And I, and I really hope people take it in him because he's that good. I rated him that high. The thing is he just didn't leave Ottawa. Um, and I think, how old is he now? I, he, I, I want to say like 24. Jesus. He's still, you know, he's like still the, young. the CPL here, a guy he like that, be. You know, like, man, it's just, yeah. it's a shame. Like, I think he should be CPL. Like, he could, he, I think he'd easily play at that level. And, and uh, so I, I hope that what I'm saying is taken as a compliment because I think this guy could have easily been on this list. And arguably, maybe we should have him on the list. But I, I would go with the playground legend as opposed to these guys maybe went that one level higher and did it for a, an amount of time. Um, unbelievable player, amazing at Algonquin, youth career, fantastic, Ontario Cup last year. You know, he's a leader in his way. His ability on the ball is insane. His goal scoring, his calmness is is brilliant. And and I, I my story for him is I remember playing him when he was like 16, 17 indoor. And the team he was playing for had him as a six. And he was like 16 and he was just controlling the game. And I thought, how was a kid of this? Like, that? he's intelligent. And maybe that doesn't get enough credit for him. So I'd like to put him there. I, I think he's maybe a, a real good show that he should have been on it. About his biggest mistake is he didn't play PDL with us, and I'm just gonna be honest. And I tell him every time he made a massive, massive mistake not playing uh, under us. His defending is atrocious. His attacking is incredible. He, I love him to death. I love watching him play. But I, that's what I want. I'm so mad that he didn't play for us. I think he would have learned a lot. And his coaches from OSU, whoever coached him as young kids. It should be put in prison for not teaching him <laughs> how to defend properly because I always notice that Steve, you and I beat him in some indoor league when we had like old guys and he was playing with his buddies. I don't care if he's playing with his buddies. I should never beat Marco Notoli in anything because his defending was yeah. awful and we just saw holes and it was just it's a stupid example. Is seventy seven in the Coliseum League, but that Steve, right there right. was and like I don't think I ever lost to him. I, I, like how is that possible? I might agree. I might agree with some of that. I don't think I agree with all of it. I, I'm as much as I want to pump, you know, you want to pump yourselves and think stuff. I don't think that was his biggest mistake. I think he had opportunities before that where he should have taken them. I think he had opportunities probably Tordic had that he didn't take. And I'm not going to say he made the wrong decision. Everybody makes a decision for a reason. I had opportunities as a coach to do different things I didn't do. And everybody makes those things. So, I won't say he made the right or wrong decision, but I think if it was a right or wrong decision to get in this top 10, then yeah, he made the wrong decision because that would have got him in here. But, you know, everybody has different things in their life that I don't know about. Um, 
So I'd say that maybe I'm softening it and copying out, but I don't know. Yeah. So I'm going to throw this to Jay. Jay, who is someone off your head, the top of your head, that's an honorable mention for this list? Dasa. Justin. Ooh. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Justin yeah. Dasa. Just enjoy that on your earlobes. Oh. <laughs> your psyche. Justin Dasa. Oh. Attacking yeah. midfielder, just dominating games, driving through defenders with amazing dribbling. And with ease. Yes. And smashing and screamers and not even celebrating on the oh. Too easy for him. Oh. Also, I'm gonna throw out one. Um, I have to. I don't I don't know if he would have I don't know, but just the kid had such a hard life, and I have to give him credit. Abe Donzo went to Everton, scored three goals in an academy league, um, playing alongside Barkley. Um, and played three, scored three goals, a hat trick against Man United, and he was about to get signed. He got, he tore his ACL. Oh, that's why. Came back home, came back home, didn't work, didn't, didn't, they didn't want him obviously because injured and there's a lot of things going on. His his uh, foster parents and his adoptive parents even tried to get him like a European passport, and a lot of things went into it. He went to Algonquin, was all all Canadian. And he found out while he was Algonquin, like his mom passed away with like pneumonia. In, oh my God. Um, uh, Guinea. I think they were still in Guinea or, or Liberia. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I don't think he had, I think his dad wasn't in the picture as well. And so imagine ha- not having all those pieces of the puzzles, but, and, and he still, in spite of that, scored three goals against Man United. And that, that's like Academy League, that's top. Top, yeah, top, for sure. we're under 18 academy. Yeah, like, yeah. so I think, yeah, like it could be like an Italian would have, should have, could have, all that stuff. But yeah, he was like George Weah. Like, he just yeah. played like George Weah. And so he, he's one of those younger generations. We're talking about the older generation. He's one of those younger generations. Like, God, I wish there's a Netflix yeah. on him and like we could see in the future what could have happened. But yeah. we could say it with everyone. But I just had to mention that. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Well, that wraps up this uh top ten men segment. The next show, we're gonna do the top ten women. Good, good call. Thanks for tuning in, fellas. Two to two. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>